0: RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, mainland authorities announce further relaxations of cross-border infection control measures from Monday. Chief Executive John Lee says all remaining border crossings will reopen and the vaccination requirement for overseas arrivals will be scrapped. And tourism sector representatives welcome the government's Hello Hong Kong promotional drive. Mainland authorities have announced a further relaxation of infection control measures at the border. From Monday, travellers between Hong Kong and the mainland will no longer have to make a booking and most will not have to present a PCR test result. Aaron Tam reports.
1: In a statement, the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said there will no longer be a quota for people travelling between Hong Kong and the mainland from February 6th. It said travelers from Hong Kong and Macau will only have to do a PCR test up to 48 hours before they cross the border. If they have been anywhere else outside the mainland in the seven days before, children aged three or below are exempted from this rule. If travelers don't look well or if they have a temperature, customs officers will carry out COVID tests on them at the border and anyone testing positive will have to self-isolate or seek treatment after arriving in the mainland. The statement added that relevant departments and cross-border transport operators should improve their coordination to make sure the borders are as open as possible and measures are as convenient as possible, adding that the capacity of road, rail, sea and air travel should be utilized to the fullest. Chief
0: Executive John Lee says all remaining border crossings between Hong Kong and the mainland that have been closed since the pandemic will reopen from Monday. At a press briefing, the government also announced in-person classes for cross-border students will resume from Wednesday. Mr Lee added that the vaccination requirement for overseas arrivals will be scrapped from next week, although travellers to Hong Kong must still take rapid antigen tests before departure. Normal travel resumption with the mainland will involve a lot of people traveling across the boundary, and that will be a big number. And in order to ensure that we will be able to control the risk, then I think we should keep the RAT requirement for people coming into Hong Kong from overseas so as to protect the overall public health of the people. I will review it after a period of time, particularly after we have resumed uh, normal travel with the mainland for a period, and uh, looking at the data, and then we'll decide uh, the next step. Tourism sector representatives have welcomed the launch of the SAR's global promotional drive Hello Hong Kong, saying it offers a much needed boost to the stricken industry. This comes a day after chief executive John Lee unveiled his plans to lure tourists to the city, including handing out 500,000 air tickets and a million spending vouchers. Simon Wong, the chairman of the Quality Tourism Services Association, told RTHK he expects visitor numbers to reach up to 60 to 70% of pre-pandemic levels this year. But speaking on the same program, the former head of the Department of Hospitality at the Vocational Training Council, Dennis Wong, expressed concern as to whether airlines could cope with a surge in demand we have to look at the actual situation such as whether airlines have enough capacity to cope with people who may want to come to Hong Kong with the five hundred thousand free air
1: tickets. I think we should allow more flexibility such as allowing travelers to book flights over a longer period.
0: In finance, shares on U.S. markets rose sharply overnight following better-than-expected results from Meta, the owner of Facebook. The tech-dominated Nasdaq exchange closed up by more than 3%, buoyed by Mark Zuckerberg's announcement that the company was cutting costs and buying back shares. There were disappointing quarterly figures from Alphabet and Apple, while Amazon booked sales of close to $150 billion between October and December. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with sunny intervals, one or two rain patches later and a top temperature of around 20 degrees today with moderate to fresh easterly winds. The outlook, it'll get windier and cooler with one or two rain patches in the next couple of days. Winds will weaken gradually on Monday and Tuesday and it'll be mild with mist in the mornings and at night. And currently the temperature at the observatory is 19 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is at 67%. Back locally, the former tourism commissioner and Invest HK boss, Mike Rouse, says it may take up to two years for the city's tourism industry to recover to pre-pandemic levels. He says the government's new Hello Hong Kong initiative to draw tourists back to the city with half a million free air tickets is a good start. But a full recovery won't be possible in the short term as key industries such as the cruise and exhibition trades run on three-year planning cycles. He spoke to RTHK's Vicky Wong.
1: It's far too big a task and uh, we, we've damaged ourselves and, and we're still suffering from that. It's going to take a, a long time to get back to the sorts of numbers. It's, it's just getting the flights
0: back, as we know, is going to uh, take months and months. Getting the aircraft back in service getting the pilots and crews back, um, re-establishing the the route system that we had. That's going to take a long time. It, 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 so these things are desirable. We're not going to get back to anything like the numbers in 2023, um, hopefully 24, 25. Moving overseas, the President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky has said he believes his country deserves to start talks on joining the European Union this year. Speaking ahead of Friday's EU-Ukraine summit, Mr Zelensky said closer ties would inspire his forces to resist Russia's military onslaught. A Guantanamo Bay prisoner who once worked for Al-Qaeda and was tortured by the CIA has been released and resettled in Belize. Majid Khan said he deeply regretted his past actions. A Pakistani citizen who went to school in the U.S., Mr. Khan became a U.S. government informer after earlier working as an al-Qaeda courier. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, announced his resettlement.
2: We transferred uh, Mr. Khan to Belize after he finished serving his sentence at Guantanamo Bay Detention Facility. Khan had entered a plea agreement in 2012 in which he pledged to cooperate with the U.S. government. And since that time, he has honored his cooperation uh, commitment.
0: Ilhan Omar, a high-profile Democrat and the first Muslim U.S. Congresswoman, has been voted off the powerful Foreign Affairs Committee by Republicans. They accused her of making repeated anti-Semitic comments. Speaking during the debate prior to the vote, Congresswoman Omar said the resolution made her more determined to keep speaking out.
3: I didn't come to Congress to be silent. I came to Congress to be their voice. And my leadership and voice will not be diminished. If I am not on this committee for one term, my voice will get louder and stronger and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been.
0: Ms. Omar has been a vocal supporter of Palestinian rights. She has apologized for past comments that played on stereotypes of Jewish wealth and influence. The British company Shell has become the latest oil and gas giant to post record profits as UK households struggle to pay their energy bills. Shell made 40 billion US dollars last year after Russia's war in Ukraine sent prices soaring. Opposition parties in Britain are demanding the government impose a much higher windfall tax on the company, although 95% of Shell's earnings come from outside the UK. Rachel Reeves is the opposition Labour Party spokeswoman on the economy.
3: It is just wrong that companies like Shell are making billions and billions of profits at the same time that people are experiencing huge energy bills, many of which they just frankly can't pay. And that's why we've said that we would extend the uh, windfall tax and ensure that companies like Shell, but others as well, pay their fair share of tax.
0: The US government says it backs allowing athletes from Russia and Belarus to compete as neutrals in the Olympic Games, while opposing the display of their national flags or emblems. It made the announcement after Estonia, Lithuania and Poland joined Latvia in calling for them to be banned from the Olympics and other sports events while the war in Ukraine continues. The IOC recently said they would explore a pathway for the return of Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete compete under a neutral flag. But former tennis world number one Sergei Stakovsky, who's been fighting for the Ukrainian army, says that would be absurd.
2: We cannot be really thinking seriously about the equal opportunities for the Russian and Belarusian athletes to prepare comparing to Ukrainians. And yet they are trying to put them in the same field to compete against each other. There's massive support through the ranks of the athletes of Russia, Olympic team, towards the war, which is waged by Russia against Ukraine, the invasion. And yet we still allow the people who support the atrocities and murders uh, of Russian army to compete on a global stage of peace. I mean, seriously, you cannot be really right. Ukraine is losing a generation of its athletes in general. We're losing sports infrastructure. Our young kids, our youth cannot practice because it's been bombed. And yet we are trying to to reason that it doesn't make any effect on Russia. Well, the effect of Russia is isolation. The effect of Russia is losing their competitiveness against the world. And that's a massive effect already. They're going to not be in touch with the international level of their uh, sport and they will not going to be able to see how good they perform. And that, for me, is already significant enough. Isolation of Russia in every aspect is the only way for us to make it even, at least, Well, it's never going to be even, because we have hundreds of cities which are literally wiped out of,
0: of the earth. In football, Real Madrid beat Valencia to cut Barcelona's lead in Spain's La Liga. With details of that and other European matches, here's the BBC's Gavin Ramjan. The reigning champions won 2-0 with Marco Asensio and Vinicius
2: Junior getting the goals in a three-minute spell early in the second half. The result leaves Valencia just a point above the relegation zone, while Real Madrid have cut Barca's lead at the top to five points. Elsewhere, Juventus are through to the semi-finals of the Coppa Italia as they look to win the trophy for a record extending 15th time. They beat Lazio at the Allianz Stadium where Brazilian defender Bremer scored the only goal of the game just before half-time. It was only his second goal of the season. Juve will face Inter Milan in the two-legged semi-finals in April.
0: Charges of attempted rape and assault have been dropped against Manchester United and England footballer Mason Greenwood after the withdrawal of testimony of key witnesses. The 21-year-old striker was arrested over a year ago, as the BBC's Joe Curry reports from Old Trafford.
3: Greenwood was initially arrested in January last year amid allegations involving images and photographs. He was then later charged with attempted rape, coercive and controlling behaviour and assault, allegations which he always denied. Today, however, the Crown Prosecution Service said that all charges were being discontinued after key witnesses uh, removed their involvement in the case. A spokesperson for the CPS in a statement said, in this case, a combination of the withdrawal of key witnesses and new material that came to light meant that there was no longer a realistic prospect of conviction. In these circumstances, we're under a duty to stop the case. Adding to that, Chief Superintendent Michaela Kerr of Greater Manchester Police has added that the decision was not taken lightly. Manchester United have released a statement in which it says the club notes the decision of the Crown Prosecution Service. The club will now conduct its own process before determining next steps. Greenwood himself has released a statement, a short statement, in which he says, I'm relieved that this matter is now over and I'd like to thank my family, loved ones and friends for their support. The question though remains, will Mason Greenwood return to football and if he does, will it be here at Manchester United?
0: The France and Manchester United centre-back Raphael Varane has announced his retirement from international football. The 29-year-old, who won the World Cup in 2018, scored five times in 93 appearances for his country after making his debut in 2013. He won his last cap in the 2022 World Cup final in which France were beaten by Argentina on penalties. French football writer Sarah Menai says Varane's decision has come as a surprise.
3: He's got a lot of, you know, a lot of history, a lot of experience with that French team, and he is saying in his statement, I mean, on on Instagram, he's he's talking about some fatigue, uh, psychological and and physical uh, uh, tiredness. So it can be that. I mean, we've seen him in the final against Argentina. He looked, he seemed very tired after, after after the game. He he looked just exhausted. I think he had a few injuries throughout his career as well. So I think this decision has nothing to do really with with what's happening in the French team or Didier Deschamps, because he's got a great relationship with Didier Deschamps. They really do get along, both of them. He thought that his time has come, and now he wants to be focused on his club for a few more years. But he, he gave a lot um, for the French team. He gave a lot for Real Madrid. He's giving a lot today for Manchester United. I think, you know, he's it, it, simply tired.
0: Meanwhile, one of the world's oldest professional footballers is still going strong, Japanese forward kai Kazuyoshi Miura, who began his career in 1986, has joined Portuguese second division side Oliveira on a loan deal from Yokohama FC. King Kazu turns 56 this month. Portugal will be his fifth overseas destination. He's also played in Brazil, Italy, Croatia, and Australia. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. Mainland authorities announced further relaxations of cross-border infection control measures from Monday. Chief Executive John Lee says all remaining border crossings will reopen and the vaccination requirement for overseas arrivals will be scrapped. And tourism sector representatives welcome the government's Hello Hong Kong promotional drive. You've been listening to the news on RTHK.
3: The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
4: Protect you from paying for my sins.
0: Weekend on Radio 3. And nothing is lost. Well, it's Friday afternoon, it's 20 past one, a few minutes from now, maybe 10-ish or so. Say hi to Danny Hicks, back safely in Hong Kong after his adventure in Australia with this week's sports and all.